This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, yes, another episode of Enemies with your host, Lisa Traeger. Honestly, I'm starting to record this intro because something incredible happened and I can't even handle it. So I had to stand up and I just clicked record. Um, Listen, so I did deactivate my Twitter. It's just uh, not what I need in my life at all. And um, yeah, I'm glad Elon Musk bought it so I could get off of it. It's like the push I needed to really stop being on Twitter. But what was so sad is that Danny Pellegrino followed me on Twitter this week and it made my life. And so my friend goes, oh, just me, you know, maybe Instagram. So I posted a story just now being like, finally, I celebrated this Danny Pellegrino win and now he's gone. And he just followed me on Instagram and messaged me and there was heart emojis and I couldn't handle it. So I walked away and started talking to you lovely people. I'm in a hotel in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I'm filming, um, you know, a TV show. I'm podcasting nonstop. I'm seeing friends. I'm Halloweening. I'm performing at the Comedy Cellar. It's like truly, I can't believe how amazing my life is. I do wish I had more energy and less diarrhea, but what are you going to do? You can't have, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. Um, I'm really lucky. I want to shout out Lacey. I know you're listening. Thank you for squeezing me in, getting my roots done. Very kind. Giving me snickerdoodles. I have been eating them drunk in my bed. Thank you so much. Also wanted to say thanks everyone for listening. Sorry I've not listened to any of your emails or, you know, phone voicemails, but keep doing it. I will eventually be organized enough to give you everything that you dream of. Um, I, yeah, I'm thrilled with my life. There's really no enemies. I love seeing adults in costumes. I love seeing everyone on the train. I love seeing couples fight in costumes, make out. Uh, I think the winner I saw not even in person, but I saw on Instagram that there was like a group of people dressed up like paparazzi in New York and they were like chasing down and started flash, you know, like taking photos and the flash would hit people and they'd be like, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, (laughs) like asking questions and like, oh my God, it's Jesus Christ. And I love that. I love the creativity. I love the originality of some stuff I've seen. Oh my God. I have another thing to brag. I got to go to the Muna concert um, in L.A. I know I've already seen them once, but I got to go in L.A. It was a star-studded lesbian affair. I'll tell you that much. Kristen Stewart was a mere few feet away from me. Um, I gave her space, but, you know, I looked. I had to look. Um, I saw uh, JoJo went and sang with the band. Um, The band also dressed like Freaky Friday. Oh, my God, did none of this record because the headphones are in. This is going to devastate me. This is devastating. Okay, I need a moment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I think you did um, hear me have, you know, a panic, um, but everything recorded. But I'm going to leave that in. We're going to leave it in. We're going to edit together around it because everyone needs to see the stress I go through to give you quality content week after week. But anyways, the Muna concert was insane. Um, so many celebs. Haley Kiyoko, me and my friend Alyssa had so much fun. They're such a good band. They're so talented. And I can't wait till they're playing arenas. But the Will Turn was so cool. Um, I will start this episode. Thank God. You know, I've been saving this person, Lil Frex, one of my close friends. Um, we've been friends now for 
what, like seven years. Um, I love our friendship. I love her dearly. Um, you might have recently seen her in uh, A League of Their Own, the TV show. Uh, she is incredible in that. Her internet, Instagram content and videos, sorry to use the word content, is like truly hysterical. Like if you only knew the different types of celebs and people that reach out to her to be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like you, um, yeah, people love her. I love her. Um, cool perspectives, cool fun. She gives a lot of run. To, I don't know. I'm obsessed with her. We laughed so much. She's really a joy in my life. So I hope um, you have a great time with this episode with little Frex. Yes, bitch. Oh, my God. Frex, <laughs> Emma Carroll. How are you doing? So good. I'm glad things have turned around for us. Thank God you're my friend. And we joked, I go, I'm, you're seeing me at my worst. Of course, that's I not go, true. I You've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen me everywhere. And that's really what a friend is. You know, I, I've had a famous friendship expert on Daniel Byer Jackson. And it's friendship is where you can be yourself. Right. You feel comfortable to be yourself. Right. The good or the bad. Both. Yeah. All of it. You, f- you feel comfortable to be yourself with me, right? Um, I feel comfortable to be myself. I don't feel comfortable saying everything. I don't just say anything. Well, just because I might have a reaction, but you don't have to pay attention. No, to my I mean I go like, <laughs> I'll be like, how secret does this need to be? Oh yeah. And then I'll gauge. Yeah, I, but so this is the thing. I'm someone that does love to gossip, talk, talk about people, shit talk, sure. and I know that that. It's a very important to you yes. for your stuff to stay locked down and your secrets to stay tight. And so I honor that with you. You do. Because I know and it's important to you. I know. And I don't know why it's so important to me. Other people do not care. Yeah. Why are, you, why are you so um, secretive? Does this have to just, go to your childhood? Probably. I think I'm just really paranoid that like I'll say something and it'll ruin my life. Well, you also had an experience like that. Not you wrote something that, well, at the moment probably seemed like it ruined your life, but it didn't. Of course, right. it didn't. In well, hindsight, I, had, I think I've had a few things like that where I'm like, oh, I'm just one comment away right now. Just one From comment away. But you are just like you don't seem to feel that at all. You're like I will say what I want at all times. Yeah, but there's consequences. There's absolutely consequences. There's absolutely embarrassment. There's absolutely regrets. And you lose trust or friend. You know, there there are consequences to living recklessly with your mouth. <laughs> That's a really good way. That's like your your tombstone. She lived reckless, recklessly with her mouth. Yeah, like... Um, there are certain friendships that have ended where I'm just like, God, if I could have only communicated a little better, if I could have only not been so harsh, we would have been in a different place. But I just didn't have that then, you know? I know. I think everybody does the best they can with what they can do. And I think not being harsh is like a lifelong process. Yeah, so we ran into um, a, your old family friend, my one of my heroes, you know, Colin oh, Quinn. Our hero. Yes, of course. And we chatted about it a little bit. But when I left hanging out with Colin Quinn, I think I texted you, human Prozac. Yeah. I want to make people feel the way Colin Quinn makes people feel. And what was it that he was doing? 
I like don't know him that well. I literally like he, him and my dad bartended like in the eighties or seven. Um, I think the eighties. And, like, he was at my parents' wedding, and when I was, like, 12, 13 years old, I used to go down the Comedy Cellar and watch him and, like, all the guys perform. I, like, went on a Comedy Cellar cruise when I was, like, 14 oh or 15 years old. Like, crazy. Um, and then I forget about that whole era, but, like, I don't know him as an adult, but New York Story is my favorite thing of all time. It's so good. It, um, what he is in terms of New York Story, let's say, and in social situations, yeah. thoughtful. He yeah. makes you feel special, heard. He, um, he's not bullshitting when he talks to you. Like he really is in the moment with you, yeah. And it's just like a serene, positive feeling. I don't know if it's because of his lead. Like if he was just uh, Joe Schmo, would I also feel that way? I don't know. Right, you probably wouldn't even care. You wouldn't even notice. But because it is someone we both like respect so much, yeah. it, it means extra. But I remember like being like a child, like. 13, 14, I was kind of funny, and he was, like, doing... I think he was doing Weekend Update, and he was like, you should send me some jokes. I love that. And then he, like, gave me feedback on the jokes that I sent him. That's what... But that's that's it what I mean. so kind. I'm, like, literally nobody. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that was just the coolest thing. You, so you were a kid, and he's like, send some jokes over. Yeah, of course. Like, they weren't gonna get out, but he... You know, like, I was writing jokes about, like, Arizona iced tea or something. No, like I was telling him, I'm like, oh, my joke, they're so old. I'm not, I'm not into my set at the moment, this and that. And then I said something, he goes, I'm sure you can get some bits out of that. Why don't you get some bits out of that? You could do right. that. Like, he was just like, um, I asked him for some acting advice and he gave me some good advice. He said, don't act feelings, feel the feelings. He goes, don't act like you're frustrated, be frustrated. Like, feel it inside. You don't have to put it on your face and like. Right. That is so good. So I went through the script that I'm working on, and I just wrote next to every line, what am I feeling here? And mm. I feel like I crushed it. I don't think okay. it was all because of him. But I was like, okay, yeah, you don't have to overact. You don't have to, like, show things. Just feel it inside. Right. My one acting role, all I did was make faces and try to show things. Now I will be better going forward. No, but that, but comedy like and bro comedy is different. No, but people love it. I mean, so this is the thing. So Frex, um, I've been. This is a long time coming. I've been trying to get you on this podcast yes. since the beginning, and I knew I would go. I'm saving my good friends because I'm gonna need you to save my ass one time. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, when League of Your Own comes out, we'll do it then. We gotta pro, you um, know, we yeah. gotta talk about the show. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna need you. Like, please and. You saved my ass and, and this week we on are. a Saturday afternoon. I on had tech issues. She's my screaming. Took she's standing minutes. in the road. She's screaming about contracts. I mean, she's <laughs> screaming to the sky. I just get who? panicked. Catastrophizing. That's my anxiety. It's catastrophizing, and I do need help. And multiple friends have told me I need to be medicated. So, <laughs> uh, what would is, you be medicated for? Like, I think the anxiety. I think it's me. Like, I go from zero to one eighty. Yeah, like in a second where everything is fine and then it's like I lost my phone I lost my phone and it's like your phone right. is right here like, right relax. I think for you maybe a little gabapentin might do the trick oh you know you know it's about like, the pills it's like the I dog forgot. anxiety medicine oh fuck they give it to no they give it to people who like maybe shouldn't be taking Xanax or like maybe you should be taking Xanax no. I don't know I think you might be too a little too down Xanax? Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, for I, you. I've used as a sleeping pill. Like I can't. Yeah, no, no, no. that's why I don't think that might be not for you. But I think maybe a little gabapentin. 
I can't stop smoking weed. Can you imagine if I had Xanax in my life? No, I can't. That's why I specifically started with, you should take the dog medication that they give. But is it healthy for adults? Sure. They give it to everybody. That's not allowed to take Xanax. No, but you, this is my thing, because um, as much as I escalate problems, yes. you de-escalate fast. I, I try. I think it was an election night, pandemic, lockdowns, we're in different states. It got heated. I don't even remember about what. Oh, yeah, you, I said, hey, no matter what happens, we wake up tomorrow and we just keep living. And you were That's like, that got me mad. And you were through <laughs> no. the roof. Yes, I'm I so swear to Christ, pull I'm up so the text. Sorry. You were, you Let were me through apologize. the roof. You went. So I, I remember it so well. You were like, I'm you're sorry. listening to too many white men who have nothing to lose. I go, no, actually, like no matter what, we will wake up tomorrow and we will just continue living and doing our best. Through I'm the humiliated roof. That <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like you were three seconds away from calling me a Nazi. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh my god i just picked up the phone right away i said hey we don't need to do this we're on the same team here and i was like thank you so much yeah we're friends you have yeah. you you talk you know how to because there's been a few i can think of another one we walked in a park and it was like you got pissed you said it it was done and then that's that yeah you're very good at ds do you think it's our upbringing like you had parents divorced parent were you keeping everyone afloat emotionally I was, together i was definitely like the emotional caretaker i was definitely not a de-escalator as a child i was more of an instigator but i think i'm so embarrassed by having been that way that i try to i just think i'm like good at being like hey why don't we why don't we really think about what's going on here and like i don't think it's that big of a deal right yeah so was it so you were i like say you were a bad teen well, that's because you were raised by television, so that's your... By who? Oh, television. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, a... That's a character type that yeah. you could go... That's... Like, this is my favorite thing, right? You, you, you just give people character types based on television. Like, that's a bad team. That's a bad team. That's a sassy neighbor. That's a this. That's a bad... Like, you I have... Like, you do, like, prototypes of television characters. A bad team. <laughs> so funny. So... No, you're good. I love um, the D. Oh, my God. We have so, you know what? I wanted to talk about, you know, being on a television set, having mm. your history of being a PA and um, yes. being on the production side and then the actor side and all yeah. the dynamics on a set to keep it moving. But you know what just popped into my head, which was one of the wildest social experiments of all time, was what? my 30th birthday party. Oh, it was. Yes, yes, yes. That was the most insane mishmash group of people yeah i don't think i'm friends with half of them anymore you sat silent under an umbrella going why am i here no i think we I were was, much sure. i was <laughs> no i was complete here's the crazy thing i was completely sober and yet i don't remember one minute good like good I your brain it's like i Sybil. was in a sober blackout literally it was, it's gone it doesn't even exist I get flashes of it sometimes. Well, even <laughs> yesterday, I was um, hanging out, and someone asked me, like, oh, who's your group of friends? And I just, like, short-circuited. I was like, do I have friends? I was like, I don't even know my friends. <laughs> I don't, like, like have Julia a group friends. of friends. I have, like, yes, you do. You have oh, those girls you eat well, dinner with that I'm always jealous true. of. You're that's always true. like, well, I'm going out with Leslie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you have, a, you have a beef with Leslie. Um, you're right. No, but I do have, like, a dinner. But, like, if I was going to have, like, a big... I wouldn't have... Let's put it this way. I wouldn't have a birthday party. Yeah, we usually do a lunch. We usually I would do, do like, lunch. individual lunches. I would do an individual dinner, maybe dinner with four people. But, like, I don't have a group where I'm, like, bringing... I'm not bringing people together. Let's put it that way. 
I always do, and it's exhausting, and I didn't do it this last birthday, and it did feel like a nice relief to just be like, I don't, I honestly, I could sit on a bed and watch TV, and yeah. anything extra is great, but you, I did have a grand thing, but I feel like I always felt bad about myself that I didn't have the, like, even in junior high, I remember, or high school, I remember having conversations with a girl, and she goes, yeah, like, I know who I'm hanging out with every weekend, like, those are mm. my friends, and I remember feeling like, fuck, like, I don't have that, I don't, and um, yeah. it made me feel bad about myself. Yeah, I get that. I remember like when like when cell phones, I hate to say world, when cell phones like really kind of became more prevalent. I just remember sitting by the phone hoping someone would call. And I'm like, oh, I'm not like I don't have a group of friends. Yeah, but sometimes but I'm then, like laying alone in my dark studio apartment going, but you can call someone. Why don't totally. you text and see where someone is? But totally. then I'm like, nobody likes me. I'll just eat a Big Mac and watch TV. But that's another TV thing, I think, that I, like, thought I should have a babysitter's club of friends. Exactly. Cause it's... Like, we need to go to the coffee shop, you know, right. or something like that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's like television standards. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, in, in the same thought, I could be like, I remember specifically the feeling of, like, hoping someone will call me and, and like having no plans for the entire weekend. Then I also look back and I go, I can also remember like I was kind of a legend. So I don't know what was the truth. I think it was probably somewhere in the middle. What was the legend um, aspect? Of I don't you? know. I was like class clown. I was just, I was always getting into something, trying to make people laugh. Honestly, being a bitch, I have great regrets. I was definitely mean to some people and I don't feel great about that. Have you ever rekindled or sent an email, a little Facebook message going, I'm sorry? <sighs> no, I thought about it though. And if I see that, if I see certain people, well, A, I might not even remember. And B, if I saw certain people, I'd probably go, fuck, dude, I am sorry. I was a bitch. I was insecure. And then, but I also saw, like, those years as kind of, like, mutual warfare between people. Like, you make fun of me for something, I make fun of you for something. I mean, is it not water under the bridge? Sometimes it's not, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, the, have you seen the movie Young Adult? I'm assuming Absolutely no. Absolutely not, yes. Well, a bunch of kids, like, beat Patton Oswald up, his character, mm. um, because they thought he was gay. Mm. Um, and now he's like, can you say cripple? I don't, is that a word people say? Um, or is that, like, an know, old-timey actually. word? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. even know if you, I don't know. <laughs> um, tap on this link below. Let me know. Can you say it? <laughs> But he ended up like okay, like his body is disfigured. He has to piece out. Like he got really fucked up, mm -hmm. and so yeah, of course, like that kind of trauma. But even there's like a meme where a guy, I guess, ran into some guy from high school, and that guy mm -hmm. to his girlfriend goes, "This is John. He was the only guy nice to me on the football team. He had my back." Mm -hmm. And so like, even if it's little, people remember. I don't know. I always uh -huh. say there's moments in our upbringing where it's like one comment changes your whole perception of yourself. And then the rest of your life, you're fighting against these ideas of like a 12 year old boy in seventh grade said to you. Totally. And then it's like your whole but life I, is but like But I think that like that person it. that said something to you also has that moment for themselves where someone says something to them. I think it's just kind of like a chain that is unbroken in a yeah. way. But that doesn't mean I don't feel bad about certain things. I absolutely do. But it's also like, okay, I mean... It was yeah. a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible time. It's a terrible but, time. Yeah. That's so wild. I'm just thinking about my 30th birthday again. <laughs> I honestly so, never think about it. I like I everybody it. It that popped. I liked everybody that is there individually. I just 
There were just, it was because of the mishmash of different people. It's, just, it's not were, a group of friends, but, but, but being put together yes. artificially as a group. I think yes. Honestly, it was like the real world. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like an MTV reality show over a weekend. Right. And there's okay. one person that for sure should not have been there. Okay, I'm and not sure who you're actually talking a few. About, yeah, exactly, because you could think of a few. But I also, but my thing is, I'm also like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I liked everyone individually that was there. Yeah, and I think maybe you you had a different experience than me because I was just very like I wasn't even there. I was on my phone smoking cigarettes. I was going through a breakup. I think like I was not interested. So I don't know. You, this was your birthday party, so a lot was riding on it for you. Yeah, and the you know the thirtieth, I rented a whole house in Palm Springs. It was yeah. like probably my whole. Uh... Wait, can we talk about this? How was your day as background to get your SAG money? Oh my Fucking god, yeah, you're gonna love this. Okay, of course well, I'm gonna love it. We'll, we'll explain to everyone. Yeah, set it up. Set it. We'll up. set this up. So, in SAG after Screen Actors Screen Actors Guild Union that we are in. If you make a, when you make a certain amount of money every year, you qualify to get health insurance, which is good health insurance. You still have to pay for it, but like it's decent health insurance for a good price. Anyway, I just assumed that I had it for next year. Uh, then I like checked a little too late and it said that I was $29 and one cent short, $29 short. So I was like, oh, fuck, um, what do I do? Obviously, like, you can hope a residual comes in and you can hope you book something, but those are just hopes. So I said it because it's so comedically close. I was like, I have to take action. If it was like five hundred dollars, I would have been like, well, I missed it. I didn't get it. What are you going to do? But because it was twenty nine dollars, I go with all the people I know. I've worked in this business in production for a decade. Like I could get a day. I can make twenty nine dollars. As, so I was like, I'll do background. Now, is that what I wanted to do? No, it's not. But I took the, but I took the first, like, I got mad offers. I took the first thing. It was, like, overnight Washington Square Park, sitting on a bench. Easy. Um, I, I, I enjoyed, actually, none of it. But then, but then I woke up the next day. I go, well, I did it. At least I took action, which I think is the most important part. And just let it slide. And then, of course, I checked the thing, and, like, $300 residual came in out of nowhere. So I didn't even need to do it. Wow. That's incredible, I go, though. I go, but that's, like, maybe, but if I, I would always have to wonder if I could have gotten it if I didn't take action. And I could have, like, ego about it and pride, or I could get health insurance and make it funny and make a joke of it on my Instagram. Yeah. Ego, I get, yeah, it's all about the ego death. Is that what we're all chasing? Yeah, humble. I mean, that's another Colin Quinn thing. Hum, humble, humble, yeah. egoless. It's like, why am I too good to do this? I'm not. What yeah. am I too good to have dental insurance? I'm not too good to have dental insurance. Like, it's I'm not. So there you go. And no, then like, now I'm still getting texts. I don't know. My name must have gone to so many fucking people. I'm still getting texts. Like, do you want to do background this day? I go shut it down. Yeah, but you know what? That probably makes you feel good that so many people wanted to help you immediately. Absolutely. It made me feel fantastic. And it made it was a reminder to me, like, sometimes, like, I need to remember, don't be selfish. Like, always try to help people because people always try to help me. Like, truly. I'll post something about, like, people are always looking out. And I need to make sure that I do what I can for other people because sometimes I don't even think I can do anything for people. I'm always getting involved. 
good or bad. Yeah. I'll, I'm just yeah. always trying to get involved. <laughs> and then and then I'll talk about it. I'll be like, you know, I help them. <laughs> I help them do it. So front of house, back of house, you've worked as a PA. You've worked as an actor. Which side is more dramatic, you would say, on a set? Who's more, where is there oh, the more? PA. Oh, really? Drama, like drama? I mean, it's like your whole... Is it bad if I have gum? I mean, chew it up a couple times, get get, right, get the juice out. out, put that. Put it out. Um, also, while you think for a moment, I do want to also, because they'll be listening to this, apologize to the production of this show, Enemies, for my panic <laughs> before this recording. <laughs> Rochelle, I hope you're listening. And um, truly, you're a great team. So thank you so much. <laughs> Anya, Ali, Katie. I, lo- I really out, love you guys. Out, shout out, Anya, Ali, Katie, Rochelle in the building. <laughs> they are the best, and I wish I didn't lose my mind on a Saturday afternoon at them. So, but did be a text. Lose, did you lose their, your mind at them, or were you just ranting at me and then sending? No, the only thing text. I wrote, I just like it's like frantic texts, and then I go, "This is annoying. What the fuck? Why do oh, I need okay. this code?" I do that. Right. Like I'm like. Yeah. But even I was texting with another uh, person that I, not another, a person that I hired to do stuff, and I wrote, no way. And -hmm. he was like, I'm so sorry, this and that. And I go, no, I meant, like, no way, Jose. I'm like, this wasn't, like, no way. So Everyone's scared of you. With text. (laughs) Someone else said this to me. um, Kara said this to me, Kara. She goes, why are people so concerned what you think of them? I go, I don't know. They're mentally ill. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I don't know. Well, because you're, you're... Because I'm going to talk shit. That's what I'm going to do. They're yeah, scared. I'm going to tell everyone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and sometimes it's fair and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But... Enough about I me. Mean, enough get, about me. Okay. Let's so, get yes. to the PA life. I think the PA thing is like... Um, <clears throat> it's your whole life. So like doing the acting thing. Now, granted, I had a really small part, so I had no responsibility. I was popping in and out, but, like, my experience of it was it's, like, you're popping in and out. Whereas, like, when you're a PA, you're there two hours before call, an hour after call, five days a week for the duration. So, like, there's, like, a level of exhaustion in your bones that I did not even come close to approaching with this acting gig. But what about the leads of the show? Is that comparable or still no? See, I don't know. I haven't had that. I haven't had that experience. So I think it's a lot more responsibility, a lot of lines, a lot of responsibility. Um, but I don't know if it's the same as the physical exhaustion. Yeah. Day in, day out. Yeah, again, Relent- the snacks. Relentless, relentless. Your bones hurt. I'm talking bones hurt. Really. Just like it's like a the it's a, it's ex, it's like true exhaustion. Now I don't know. Like I said, like I can't speak because I'm not the lead of a show. So I just found out there's tons of PAs because I just on this show I'm working on there's two PAs that I'm no. um, that are getting me things. Oh, and then I I went, you go there's two PAs. I go no, 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 no. <laughs> like that I interact with on a regular yes. basis. Yes. And then they were talking about I'm like oh are there others and they were like of like, how of you did. Of course there are. <laughs> they were like disgusted with me. Yeah. Who are the other ones outside of like the people who so, get the talent so, shuffled around <laughs> like we're mental patients? It is really right. funny. Like I've been in this building for so long and I truly can't get anywhere without the PA so I it's like kind of a confusing but not really but I anytime I try to walk anywhere on my own I'm like a, a kid in a Lamal lost it's because you always had GPS 
like the PAs are your GPS. The PAs yes. are your pockets. They hold things that you can't. They literally are just pockets for people because wow. they hold shit that people don't want to hold. And they are the GPS because nobody can fucking get anywhere. And yeah, it's really silly. I, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot my hair gem. And she goes, I'll go get it. And I'm like, oh. of course, of course. So like, um, who are the others? So who are okay, the others? So, so the people that you interact with are called the first team PAs, which I did that job for a few years because you're the actors are, are called first team. So that would be your first team PA. And usually the first, usually there's like your main point of contact and then they'll have a helper who does a lot of the run, the crafty runs kind of things. Um, and then you'll have your background PA who deals with the background. You'll have your team PA who's like on set, you with the DP. Um, and also that person is in charge of all the additional PAs that they bring on. So like if you go, if you guys are doing like a big exterior on location scene, they're gonna have a lot of extra PAs who are doing lockups and just kind of covering the ground. Um, so the key PA is in charge of like booking and kind of managing those people. Then you'll have your paperwork PA, which it's changed a lot since I did it. It used to be a handwritten, so every day there's something called a production report, which is basically what it is, a production report. So everybody's in time, out time, how many pages you shot, the locations, this, everything goes on this. So when I was doing it, they were handwriting these, but now I believe the PAs have computers and they're doing it. And then I also believe that ADs might be doing this now. But I remember it as handwritten and the paperwork PA did it and then the kid comes around with you know the start paperwork although a lot of this stuff is all online now so I don't know what this kid does anymore what this position is about <laughs> if there is no paperwork what are we doing um then you'll have like your walkie PA who's in charge of all the walkies which are very expensive they're like eight I believe they're like eight nine hundred dollars each what so I believe if you lose like if a walkie is lost I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but I remember it as being like eight or nine hundred dollars. So Watch, you were young and it's actually just 120, but you thought it was so much or something. Imagine I'm like I'm like, we can't survive a loss like this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. When I was like back in those days, I remember my biggest dream, which I thought I would never attain, was to have one thousand dollars. Yeah. Literally. I was like, this is as I will probably never have this happen. But I would like to just know what it feels like to have one thousand dollars. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because sometimes, like, I know I'm, uh, I'm really bad with money. Obviously, you know, you know that. But, mm -hmm. but then I'll look at how much I have, and I go, I'm rich. Because I'm still <laughs> thinking like I'm 23. So to me, right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Let's go well, out. But well, I should like say for the other night when I saw you. The other night when I saw you, you were going talking like hemorrhaging money on these hotels like i have to message this hotel to try to get some free nights and i had to and i'm like oh, this is just costing so much money and then we literally walk by a store and you go oh i need to buy clothes <laughs> like, and i go you just say you don't have money you don't need to buy clothes she goes you're like no, no no but like you were so justified you would go no because i have to meet and greet people so i have to go in here and buy a ton of clothes listen i've gained some weight and if there's a plus size store next to your hotel you got to check it out was that a plus size store? Yeah, it was oh. a plus size store. Ah, uh, I see. That's why it's like, oh, let me see gotcha, what's, okay. what's in here. Did you go back? I haven't yet, but I'm here for a couple weeks. But like, yeah, if I was like a skinny mini, yeah, I'd shop at Goodwill. I'd throw on a pair of jeans like I'm olive oil and walk on out. But unfortunately, I'm just having some problems.
and I can't do that. So that's why I got so excited. But no, gotcha. I do. Uh, my sis, we, my whole family is hoarding by like we have issues yeah. in terms of that space, and mm-hmm. like my sister, if she has an extra hour, she'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go to TJ Maxx. Totally. And I was just with Kara, and it was like, what's one thing that you don't you you never need, like you have enough of, but if you see it, you have to buy it. Like, and for me, it's notebooks. Like, if I see cute notebooks, like, I gotta buy the notebooks. Stickers. And I ask Kara, I, yeah, but I can control myself, I think, with stickers. But can't, people like candles. And then, you know, Kara was like, there's nothing. She doesn't wanna buy anything. It's buy and sell groups, it's giving away, it's sharing. Like, she never has an urge to spend money. Do you have something besides jewels? I mean, I'm really trying not to tech be, equipment. You you buy tech equipment? Not really. I bought You're one always. set of things that I need for my shows, and that's it. Like I've You're had the same. Always leg. buying tech. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you bought one camera, and I'm like, you have a I, problem. I don't even have a camera. I use my cell phone. I have my microphone. I have one a mouse, and I have a computer, <laughs> and I have a ring light. I mean, what do you think I have? I think my my big thing is um, Ubers everywhere. Gotta be like it's it's bad. And then my other big thing, which isn't a big thing, but it's a big thing to me, is food. Like just being able to go to a restaurant and I can order anything I want thrills me. Yeah. An app and an entree and a drink thrills me. I mean, because you know, all I could think it was a big thing. It's like, oh, you can't get a soda or something. Or if you could get a soda, you you can only have one soda. Well, now it's like, well, now I'm rich, so I can have as many sodas as I want. I don't know such a soda I have for no you. money. Well, I was always, you know, like restaurants were my favorite thing to do as a kid. But, you know, you you can't just go in there and get anything you want from California Pizza Kitchen. What'd you get? What would you get? I would get, I would get the spinach artichoke dip. I wouldn't even get pizza. <laughs> I love the spinach artichoke dip. Is that insane? Did you, you did you get a slice of someone's pizza or you like no? Yeah, pizza I guess I would have a, a piece of pizza from someone else. Yeah, damn. Or spinach artichoke dip, huh? So random. It wasn't even good. It's literally microwave spinach artichoke dip. But to me, it was like this is where we go. The other place we would go when it was you know a really important day was Red Lobster. Oh yeah. And guess what I would get at Red Lobster? Uh, the cheeseburger. Ch- chicken fingers. And I thought they were so good. And then I would get the cheddar biscuits, obviously. And, uh, like, they had that middle-of-the-mall salad. It was, like, iceberg lettuce and, like, bagged croutons and a little shredded cheddar cheese. I thought that was the best thing in the world. I was more of an Olive Garden girl. We didn't do Red Lobster. Uh, Maybe it's because of the Jew in us. But Olive Garden was our, my, one time. Wait, what does Red Lobster have to do with being Jewish? Oh, it's not kosher. Oh, I see. Okay. But Olive Garden is? Well, no, but shellfish, like, uh, you know, there's uh, different, co- like, my my dad would eat pork. Like, some Jews, like, they just won't eat pork, but they'll eat, like, chicken or other stuff. You know, it's like gotcha. everyone has their own comfort. But, like, I think at that point of us being immigrants, it would be, we- I remember only one Red Lobster moment. Mm. And in the mall, where we'd go, the Red Lobster and the Olive Garden were at the same parking lot. Got it. So it's, you have they to were make friends. A it's a clear choice. Yeah, wait, but have you been as an adult and had the cheddar cheese biscuits? No, but I've been, I've had homemade ones. Like, I've had friends that love Red Lobster make them at home. They have them as, you can buy a box mix now. Oh, okay, cool. That's probably what they did. Um, But there's really nothing like it. I'm sure if I went today, it wouldn't stand up to my memory, but there's nothing like it. 
But I was going to say, we had a student teacher in elementary school. And then he was a waiter at this restaurant, Graziano's. So at the end of his student teaching term, he gave everyone a gift certificate. And my whole family went to Graziano's. I ordered mm. something and they all sat and looked at me as I ate it. And they ordered nothing. And then we left. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dark. It's like, a, it's <laughs> <laughs> very dark. <laughs> Us talking about foods is taking a dark turn. But like, I could only afford dip at California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> like, yeah, but you know what? Only one member of the family could afford to eat. But it's dark. so funny. As a kid, I didn't understand. I was like, wow, this guy's a server, but he wants to be a teacher. I don't get it. And then, like, my friend, we would watch her neighbor's dog. Because mm-hmm. this is so creepy now that I think about it. She would say they're trying to make a baby. So mm. she would take uh-huh. the dog while they fucked in the day. And I'm like, what? That's alarming. Yeah. But she was in law school, but then was a waitress at Eduardo's Pizza. And it, I didn't understand as a kid why she had two, like, why are you doing two things? And then, of course, you get older and you're like, oh, you got to make right. money while you're in school. But as a kid, I was like, why is she waitressing? She's in law school. Like, right. I didn't get it. Not relatable to I'm trying to make it relatable. I can, I kind of like right. Well, let's go back to PA. So there's all the, is there a PA job that's more desirable than another or it just fits people's interests? It really depends. If you're really trying to be an AD, which is assistant director, which is uh, what most people are working towards. When you get 600 days as a PA, you can submit your, they call it the book, which is the record of your 600 PA days. And you can apply to be in the DGA, director's guild and become an AD. And then you start making good money. But if you're going to do that, you have to have, like, you have to get experience with all the different jobs. So you're going to want to be on a show or a movie, at least one of each job. Obviously, wow. you'll do more than, you'll do, you'll do each job more than once. But, however, if you're like me and you had no plan, no goals, and no future, as I saw it at the time, <laughs> I just wanted to do what I wanted to do, which is I, I liked first team and I liked paperwork. I was never trying to be on the set. I didn't. Oh, really? You never. I could not care about what was going on on the set. So why did you take that job? What job? Like, so do most PAs want to work Those, in the industry? Yeah. Were you an outlier of just like, okay, I'm random. I just had no, I had no, uh, process. Like I had no plan for my life. I just started doing it when I was like 18 years old. And then I would do it when I would come home from college. And I didn't, like, I don't know what I was thinking or doing, to be honest. I just had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Even after college. I go, and even, I still... And even though it's fu- um, hard work, it does seem fun. It's so fun. It gives you a purpose, which if you're kind of lost, it's like, I'm really needed right now. In these little tasks, I'm, like, really needed for these 14 hours. And it can really save people I think well that's too much it cannot save people but it, it can um give you a structure that it's hard to implement in your own life if you are that type of person who's kind of floating aimlessly around wow and then do you guys fight amongst yourselves of or course. you're too busy to fight you are well there's also and are people fucking diff- of course okay. if you're on I mean if you're on like a set and you're doing... It really depends. Movies are a lot different than TV, although people work together in groups. They'll go do a movie, and then they'll go do this, and they'll go do that. But um, if you're like on something where you're coming back multiple seasons, like you're hooking up with multiple people. 
with wait you can move in chunks from set to set well yeah a lot of times like the ad's like have their crew that they work with they have their kids that are that they know so like they'll have a certain group of pas maybe a kid does first team on this uh they're doing like a hbo show and it's four months whatever so they have their kids who are doing their jobs and then they'll go all right we just got a movie it's gonna start right after this why doesn't this you were doing first team last time why don't you move to background why doesn't they'll like move the positions around or they're like oh that person would be perfect to do first team on this too but yeah the people move in groups it's how you kind of give yourself some semblance semblance of like uh consistency in, in a business that it has not so the ad compiles the teams they're like in charge they're the yes. daddy yeah, the ADs compile the team. So a lot of times a first AD will have, like, a second AD that they always work with. They're, like, a team. They go from job to job together. And uh, none, ADs... None of this is set in stone. This is just generally how it goes. Also, yeah. I haven't done this in forever, so I could be totally... But ADs, in... I would say, are the bossy, aggressive people on set, correct? Correct. And that's part of the personality. You need to have that personality to do you the need job, to. right? Exactly. You need to be, like... Hey, thank you, Rockstar, and give someone a wink. Like someone delivers you the soda that you asked for, and then you go, thanks, Rockstar, and then you turn around and be like, lock it up! Find that noise! Shut it down! We are locked up! Stop these carts! Stop these carts from coming in here. I don't know, and you just start spazzing I out. learned about but, lock up this week. Oh, yeah. And I learned about martini. Martini's up. Last yeah, shot, like that. <laughs> and then and then there's then there's the Abby singer, which is the second to last shot. So they go, this is the Abby. That means this is the last shot before the martini. That means the PAs are running back and forth. They got to get that call sheet out. There's the call sheets are printing. They're running. Chaos. It's really insane. I mean, those call sheets. Like, I need a class just to know how to read them. I truly like. I, they're so the blah. All of it is so much for me. Yeah, and one person makes that every day. Like that's, that's the second AD's sheet. job. The second AD who calls you and gives you your call time, that's that's what they're doing out there. They're making the call sheet. Well, yeah, because I, I, I flipped out. <laughs> You're so surprised. I didn't understand something, and I went, are you kidding? I thought it was the next day. I'm not. And then she goes, if you look at the sheet, it's there, it's there. You, you know, you're good. You flipped, you're out, good. you flipped out on her? No, no, no. I just, I was panicking. So I go, oh, okay. wait, I'm so sorry. I thought I was coming in Wednesday. Why is it? Too? And she goes, no, it is still Wednesday. If you can see, it's like, I didn't see the order of the date. Like, I just couldn't read this. You, like, were looking block at the you were looking at the advance on the bottom. The block. No, it's like this blockchain sheet that they give where it's like the scenes that they're shooting that day. Oh, the one liner, the one liner. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. So the dates, I just couldn't. And then I go, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. I don't know how to look at these. And she goes, mm -hmm. yeah, nobody does. That's why I have a job. And I go, I like that spunk. You know, yeah. she's like, yeah, it's, you're all uh, idiots. Yeah, it's scheduling is the job security. But one of the PAs said to me, she goes, it's not fair. He does the good guy stuff and I'm the bad guy. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, he go he just brings you guys snacks and I'm telling you, you have to go to hair and make and on set. And I go, yeah, I want to go to set. I'm like, what do you mean you're the bad guy? I'm like, all I do is want to go to set and makeup. Like, you think yeah, I want to sit on my couch? And she goes, most people don't like their jobs. And I go, really? So I can't wait to see who she's met that, like, hates their jobs. But I'm like, I'm there. I'm, I'm excited to see you. That means I get to go somewhere or do something or, like, totally. put on an outfit. It's also, like, she's probably in charge of first team, whereas the kid who's bringing the snacks is, like, the helper. But she's also having to do, do the... Um, 
like interfacing with hair and makeup can be really hard because it's like let's say she puts you in the chair with makeup and then the AD says bring me Lisa right now and then she has to go in and get you out of that chair so she, and then the makeup person says you just gave her to me I just got her and she says, I'm so sorry, we're going to do a quick rehearsal and I'll bring her right back. And she says, well, I can't stop halfway through. I've already started her face. You want me to do, you know, and she says she has to kind of navigate all those personalities. That's so true. That is what she does. Yeah, I was in the exactly makeup chair and she goes, we need rehearsal. And then they said, and then they said, she just sat. <laughs> and then, so this is the makeup person now is in her face saying, you just gave her to me. Now you're taking her for rehearsal. It's like, what do you want half of her face done? I can't start and stop like this. I can't work like this. And she says, I'm so sorry. Quick rehearsal. Get her right back to you. And then they're, but they're pissed. They're pissed. They're pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I like rehearse. And then, you know what's wild is like rehearsing while the whole crew is watching you. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, put the tape. I'm really bad at stepping on my marks. There's just so much. Everyone is yeah. so detail oriented. It's so impressive to be with people that are like, there's a reflection of this thing in this I little window. Scrub it down, yeah. Yeah, it's like, can you please just move one inch to the right, or we see you in the reflection? And I'm like, you guys are so focused. Right. It's a special yeah, personality, a- and there's no time to really fight. It seems like, like, if you're unprofessional, it seems like or we'll get someone out. Like, how good do you have to be to get away with unprofessionalism on a crew? I don't think there is that much unprofessionalism. Yeah, they really are on it. Every like, set I mean, I've been on. Everyone's good at what they do. Yes. And if you're not good at what you do, you just won't work. Yeah. I mean, honestly. But everyone's really excellent at what they do. Yeah. Well, maybe not excellent. Yeah, everyone is good. Everyone's on it. Every Also, the jobs are so specific because of all the union stuff and just the machine that is the way production works. Although, I don't know how it works outside of New York, but... Yeah, but, like, I so mean, the guy who does the has a narrow... Th- you know, the cutting board. The slate. Is, the, the cutting board. The slate, yeah. <laughs> so is it one guy doing a slate and that's his job? He's the slate boy? Or does well, he, he have does, other tasks? He does other stuff in the camera department. Okay. Like, it could be, like, the camera PA doing that. It could be, like, the AC, second AC, I guess. I don't know. There's different... But the cutting boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes there's two cameras, so you have to have two people do it. They go, A mark, B mark, you know. And do those guys want to eventually be cam? And then there's like not only the camera person, there's the guy that holds the camera while the other, while, while the camera girl needs a break. There's like a guy handing <laughs> the know. camera to the other. Ca- it's like what? It's so it's you're very right. It's so specific, specific labor, and it's like you know exactly what your jobs are, your tasks, and you can't. And because of like all the union stuff and everything, it's like you can't do someone else's task. Like if there are certain things, like if there's something in the shot that needs to be moved, like not just anyone can move it. Yeah, you got to give the prop to one prop guy. You can't just... Exactly. You can't just be out here giving the watches to anybody. Okay? Oh, I'll take the props with me and people are just oh, like... Oh, no, they'll chase you down. They'll chase you down. <laughs> yeah. They chase you down. Some Damn. of them, like, I've worked on things where, like, the watches are, like, legitimate, like, $10,000 watches, you know, and it's like, you will be chased down and tackled. Nobody gives a fuck about you, but they will get that watch back. <laughs> so as someone that has to wrangle production keep everything smooth what are Mm -hmm. the biggest not cliche things that like actors directors produce people do that is frustrating annoying like the biggest pet peeves for crew of cast 
is directors crew like yeah like what are first team or whatever what are the annoying things that they do you get the question i don't know why i'm asking it I get like it. i'm I get fucking barbara walters all of a sudden <laughs> what are things you don't like when the people do um, universal well one thing that i've been thinking about a lot recently is it's rare to find an actor that's like a dick these days i think it's really out of fashion i think even if someone is a dick they're not gonna act like it so more what you get and this this would just be me where someone's like acting like too nice and you go what are we doing here okay i'm getting you the sandwich what are we doing (laughs) do we need to be fist bumping every five seconds colin quinn was talking about that and i said oh i think i'm like that and he goes no or you wouldn't be able to admit it but he said it's so weird when people will bring you like a tea we were at the cellar and mm-hmm. they'll go someone will go oh thank you so much and he's like you know you're a dick you're overacting and i go i do that i'm always like yeah. thank you so so much oh my god like i i yeah. do over think at times and i wonder if it's to hide something sinister or if i'm really Maybe. happy to get a turkey club i don't know i was always i think i did this on league like i was because before i went there it kind of came out like it kind of was wasn't what I was expecting to do that summer, you know? So it kind of came up. And in my head, I go, all right, I'm walking into um, a group of actors that are already pre-existing friends. They've already been working together. So I'm coming in, I'm new, and I don't have a big part. So I, I, I'm, in my head, I go, I'm not going to become friends with them, and I can't take it personally. It's wow, just but you, I, I mean, know, that's it, amazing. It didn't, it didn't end up that oh, way wow. at all, but... But in my head, I go, don't take it personally. Don't let it get you down. They're already an existing group. You will not, they'll be nice, but they won't be your, you're not going to become friends with them. So just, so in my head, I go, I'm going to go for the crew, right? Like, cause that's where I feel comfortable. So I'm like, I think I went overboard with the PAs being like, I know, you know, I know how it is. Okay. Like, you know, and they're probably like, shut the fuck up. You're (laughs) making so much, like you don't know how it is anymore. Okay. You're, You're in your trailer. We're out here making it happen in the rain and the dirt. But in my head, um, I was constantly, you know, being like, trying to get involved. Like, we're doing a tee shot, doing a, we're going tighter on this. All right, and then like telling the other girls, like, I don't know if you heard that, but we're going on a pickup. We're going on a pickup from her line. And they're like, okay. I don't know if that was annoying or not, but I could imagine it probably did get annoying. Yeah, but once you brought the beers, I'm sure they were like, all right. I was going, I was doing too much. I was like, it was a Friday. I go, I go to the liquor store. I get them like a shit ton of like high noons. I don't even remember what it was. And I go, so, hey, I got you. I got you guys something. And they were, they were like, oh, thank you. But in my head, I'm like, maybe that was too much. Maybe I am trying too hard. Maybe it's just the natural progression, like that you move up in life and you don't have to feel guilty. I didn't feel guilty. I just felt like I know how it is. And when the actors would buy us like beers, I like, I, I appreciated it. Yeah, but you've waitressed, and I feel like there's nothing worse than when someone goes, I used to waitress, so I get it. Exactly, which like, is why I think that. I made a grave mistake in my approach. <laughs> but we, I'm not sure how they felt. Yeah, like, but they might have loved it. But the, you, but then you won over the cast. But then I ended up, I did become friends with with everybody, which was wonderful, and I didn't, I was like prepared to not. And I was really happy that and did it went you for a while. Come as yourself with all of them, or were you, uh, you know, what, what, I was, what was your more vibe? More myself there? than I've ever been in my life. Because I go this way, I, going in, I, I guess in the past in my life, I've looked back on things and said, I wish I would have enjoyed it more. That was really cool. Why was I so moody, or why was I so guarded and just not like having fun being open? So I go, why don't I not do that this time? So I made all these like promises to myself going in that paid off because I was just like, 
I loved it. Like, I was so happy to be there, and I didn't, like, act like I wasn't. I was just so happy to be there. Yeah, I remember we ate dinner. We're at 12 Chairs. That was right after um, you wrapped, and you definitely were like, I feel secure myself, like, where I am, where I'm supposed to be, and it was definitely, you were feeling it. Like, I wasn't like, you know, a lot of times I've kind of, um, not tanked myself, but not helped myself by being like, why am I here? I'm not good enough. Inner saboteur. That's what Rupaul says. Inner saboteur. And I didn't do any of that. I was just like, I'm here because I'm funny. I'll stay here because I'm good to be around. And I'll just be as grateful and happy as I am. And you'll, you know, Mm. and that's, and that's that. Yeah, it's a really powerful moment, and I don't think it's, like, permanent always. Like, things will still always fluctuate, but... Of course. When you are able to be, like, me, myself is enough in this moment, I don't have to do anything but be me, and people like me for me, and I'm doing the work that they want, like, it is such an empowering, great feeling to be like, oh, I could... I, I don't need anything extra. I don't need to fill in time in this convo. I don't need to do this or that. I can just totally. be, and it's enough, and it does feel amazing. And also just to, like, um, uh, like I don't need to be the center of attention. I'm not the star. I don't need to be the star. I just need to be a good team player. That was a big thing. But just be a good team player. Make people feel good. But not in a way that's, like, fake, just because I actually am so, like, stoked. So, to like, share that with people and don't be don't be weird I guess because I've been like so reserved so quiet before not open in like certain opportunities and I always regretted it I was like why didn't I just have fun and be myself like I yeah yeah I botched like a social interaction a few months ago where I pretended not to know someone from yellow jackets that I clearly Mm -hmm. as a show I'm obsessed with Mm-hmm. And I played it too cool. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not you. Like, why are yeah, you doing yeah. that? Like, You're what like, are you I trying to... I love television! Yeah. I love TV! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, wow, like, me not being myself... I bet if I was myself, like, we would have had a better connection. Right. But instead, I was like... Wait, hi, nice to meet you. Who are you? Oh, you're on TV? <laughs> I have no idea. But then we followed each other, and it's like... I, I make memes oh, yeah. about the show. I, I had multiple sense. DMs to this person. Like, it mm. was, like... Busted. Busted. <laughs> busted. Something that works in my favor sometimes is I really don't know who anyone is. Because yeah. I really don't... I really have not seen your show. So, <laughs> like, you're all the same to me, which is positive. It's, like, I don't think that people are, like... I'm not putting myself below people or above people. I'm just, like, which is, you know, we're just regular. We're just... Two girls hanging out, you know? <laughs> For sure, yeah. It, but the drag queens are the ones that make me fall apart. That's, I would have no idea. I got introduced. Anytime I get introduced to a drag queen, I truly, um, I stutter. I say something weird. They give me a look. Like, I run away. I remember Miss um, Cracker, I, like, couldn't function. And she goes, relax. I'm just a man in a dress. But, like, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't function. Yeah, I don't even get anything you just said. Didn't register. Because I said Miss Cracker. Yeah, Miss Cracker. (laughs) Wait, my favorite, you know, you have your famous Miss Baranski story. Do you want to tell everyone my favorite? 
Which, by the way, is just a, it's actually not a specific story. It's, it's literally not at just, all. <laughs> it didn't actually it. happen. It's just a thing that would happen in, in a general way. Say it, say it. I like, love it. When I was a PA, they do be like, Emma, bring me Baranski. I go, copy. And then, you, and then you turn around and you lost Baranski. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. But it could be anybody. It could be, like, Baranski is just a stand-in for anybody that you lose, because you lose people all the time. And by lose, you mean, I forgot where I left them. They didn't do anything. They didn't even wander away. I forgot where I left them. Well, no, I was talking um, to one of the PAs about someone, um, and I go, oh, how'd they do? Like, how was it? And they were like, well, they did fine. They were great, but... They like to mosey along, and we were on location, and I kept losing mm. them. And I just mm. kept thinking about you just frantically yeah, just trying frantic. to deliver Baranski to the set. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh so much. I love it. Now, and she's, But she's also the last person to ever be lost. She's so honest, so professional, so wonderful that, like, yeah. to lose Baranski, that's your fault. I did one time for not, okay, the, the worst thing that I, and this was 100% my fault, it had nothing to do with her, was they, um, we, I was supposed to send her to ADR, which is like looping, at rap one night, and they had the guy on the clock all day, just waiting for her to rap so she could go to ADR, and it was literally my, not my one job, but one of my jobs was to tell the van to go to ADR, to send her to ADR, and I just forgot. And so what happened? So I started calling on the walkie, and the next day, <laughs> the teacher goes, who, who's my friend? He goes, we heard you call on the walkie, but we were already on the bridge. He says, turn that thing off. <laughs> no, we, she just didn't go. And, like, the guy sat on the clock. It was a big fuck-up. Because the guy sat on the clock all day, an entire day. And the work didn't get done. And that was on me. And did Nothing. you get yelled at or hit? What happened? Um... I'm sure I got something. I just don't remember. I think, I don't remember what the punishment, I don't think, there, you know, there's not punishment, but I don't remember what it was because I think I was hard enough on myself that whatever anybody else did to me it was probably easy. Damn, what a wild world. Now, between, you were a rapper. I know you try to forget that part of yourself, but I still Absolutely. listen to your music and I love it, so get over it. Well, but it's off. But yes, go ahead. I no, it shows up on my playlists. I don't know about that. It come I it's in my AAA playlist. On what app? On Apple Music. Well, that's not good. I have to call someone about that. <laughs> yeah, but how am I gonna get it? <laughs> Lil. Oh, maybe it but it comes up in my songs, but it's not coming oh library. Okay, hold on. All right, well, we don't need to do all this. No, we do. Lil Frax, okay. artist. we do. Oh, my God, you're right. Empty? It's like, yeah, but um, it just comes up in my mixes. We'll look at it. So okay, your rap we'll career is over. So you got it rapping. Is. You have being a bad teen. You have comedy. You're an actor. PA. PA. Um, server. Uh, bartender. Sir. Ha I loved that job. The, so where are the craziest people reside? Where do you feel most at home? Like, can you judge all the different groups that you've been a part of? Um, it's all the same. It's all service. Okay, profound. Okay, but it is. It's all service. I Truly. PA and waitressing are the same. Okay. And I felt at home at both. And I just would be like, okay, well... I mean, obviously, I would 
be incredibly rude to people sometimes when I just couldn't take it anymore. And they didn't do anything wrong to me. As a waitress, I mean. I just can't. I can't care about this right now. That was um, all. It was also minor inconvenience. I mean, I only visited your restaurant a couple times, and you were horrible to humans. No, horrible. <laughs> but you'd walk up to the table and be like, all right, you got to wrap it up. I'm over this. <laughs> no, I didn't say I, I'm over this. I would just, I wouldn't you're be. Like, I have chicken tenders in the back and you need to leave. And I know it you're really... cheating on your wife and I'm going to tell her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would bother me. I would be like, I'm witnessing so much cheating going on here. I can't. This is, this is a lot. But, um, I think I, I it really did wear me down after a while. I think it was such a blessing that I was able to leave when I did. And I'll still go back and like work a shift for fun. And it's fun now. But do you think, like, acting and comedy and rap is service, too? Or that's, like, a separate category? Rap is the mistake category. <laughs> rap is, um... Comedy yeah, but the is thing service. is, with comedy rap, is service. Comedy is service. You weren't trying Today. to be someone you weren't. You know what I Never. mean? You're not like Never. Chet Hanks. You, like, no. you were authentic uh, to yourself. They yeah. were um, unique fun, funny, smart, creative. You made music videos. You're a proactive person. I do say that yeah. uh, about you a lot where I'm like, she gets things done. She'll get the camera. She'll do the thing. She'll edit it. She'll put it on. Like, you're not lazy. You're not a lazy I'm person. I'm not lazy, but I don't always work at the most productive things. Like, What's productive? What are you talking about? Like, I don't, a lot of the things I work at, it's like, this will do nothing for my career. And I don't care because it's what I like to do. So, what can I say? I probably would be further if further, I put but what my. Is, none of those. None of these whoa, words mean she's anything. She's getting angry with me. I, I just think none of it I'm matters. happy where I am because I do what I like. Like my videos, I was making videos for two years that 500 people would watch, like 500 views on them, you know, and I didn't care. I was like, this is what I like to do. It makes me happy. But I think, like, to your point though, I think I'm not embarrassed about rap. I think I made good shit. I really fucking enjoyed it. I truly, truly had a blast. But even in my wildest dreams, I couldn't take it that far because I'm not a gifted musician. <laughs> and being able to understand that and just be like, okay, and just pivot is like, I think, a strength that I have. I go, I'm not going to take this very far. And I think the thing that was the best about the music was the things that were funny and relatable. And I think it's better to just do those as comedy. Yes. I mean, because I think that's what it was at the heart of why I enjoyed the music. But I'm not a gifted musician, so that's just a fact. But then how did it sound so good? I don't know. You can make, you know, it could sound, you can make it sound good, but it's never, it was never going to, like, go to the next level. Because I didn't have another level. Like, that was my highest level. Whereas comedy, it's like, or, you know, all the stuff I'm doing now, I'm like, I believe I could become great at this. Well, I mean, yeah, and I, I have not watched The League of Their Own yet because I want to, like, sit watch i don't want to be on my phone i don't want to be on my laptop i want to like i do this with certain shows insecure is one of those shows um what else uh better things where i just want to sit on a saturday and watch it all in my bed get some takeout yes like i have a fantasy of that but like you have fans and they make compilation videos of you. It's the best. I love it. They're so, so good. Nice. They're so good. <laughs> and it's like you get to see all of the little moments and faces and cute things. Yeah, and it's so good. It looks so good. I can't wait. Well, just to be clear, everything like in those videos is the all of it. There's nothing else. 
<laughs> yeah, but there's also like sexy music. I mean, these are young lesbians yeah. who want you. And I so, love these. I love the fan cams. I didn't even know what a fan cam was. Now I'm like so honored. A fan cam comes through. I post that shit right away. None of the. I don't think. I don't know if it's like bad. I don't see a lot of the other girls reposting the fan cams, but I get one. I'm like, I'll post right away. I send it to my mom. Everyone loves it. How can you not? I'm it's so like grateful. a highlight reel. It's a it's highlight so reel of you. It's like amazing. And it's still going to be a surprise. Even though it's all of your scenes, it, it, there's music over it. So there'll still be, like, I'll get, you know, there'll be a surprise a vibe. element. A yeah. Vibe. yeah. To hear you. But how is it, you know, with all your experience, um, I'm assuming League of Their Own was more female than most of your other projects or, like, sets you've been on. Yeah or no? Yeah, it was very female. I think they, I think that was by design. They really made a, an effort to make sure it was a lot of women working on it. And G, because I'm on, oh, did I tell you what happened in Atlanta? I was, like, talking about how I love working on this job. And I go, mm -hmm. I think the reason the set is amazing is it's, like, 70% women. I'm like, it's so many mm -hmm. women. And then I go, truly, there's black women everywhere. And a mm -hmm. man in the Atlanta airport who was black stared, like, turned around to look. And I was like, in a good way. It's great that they're all there. <laughs> <laughs> we love that they're there. Um, what do you think it brings to a set, or if anything? I mean, I don't know. I think ideally it doesn't bring anything. That would be the ideal. It's just a crew functioning as a crew, operating at a high level, and there are women doing the jobs. That would be the highest f form of it, of greatness to me. No, because that means it's sim it like if it's the same. You don't, okay. this, this business has been functioning at an, extreme, at an extremely high level for decades. So yes, you, but I when you hear about actually like Tippy Hedren being attacked by real birds cuz that's what you know Hitchcock wanted to do, it's like is that functioning well? I don't know. Well, that, I mean things are getting made. Okay, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> so well that that doesn't happen. I mean, that would never happen again. I mean, that the kid in Free Willy rode the whale. Okay? So that's not how things are going. Wait, do no you know that who's for in a charge? Fact? I believe I read that, and please <laughs> look it up. But I mean, the kid, the kid rode the whale. So I'm so um, jealous. But it doesn't matter who's in charge. I mean, I don't think the rules are changing because of who's in charge. But things are getting made, and they're getting made well. And I think women doing the job and it not being a big deal to me is what is great. I guess maybe to me, I enjoy being around more women. I that maybe that's like oh, why well, I think that, it's better. But I'm talking, I'm talking about like the product, like. The working product yeah oh for sure yeah because i'm trying to think of except for i i just feel like i've worked with great people so i don't know but i get happier around girls i think oh yeah i mean there's a great feeling yeah but if we want to talk about the feeling i mean that's but as far as the job the job is the same no matter what who's doing it and so that's the highest compliment that can be received is like everything is running very well yeah maybe there's more um I don't know. I, I do. I wonder. Well, it's so funny. One of my friends. I just, I think we're both saying the same thing, which is you're talking about the emotions and I'm talking about the, um, the job. Yeah. The, the workflow, the I guess, yeah. which both are important. But. <laughs> Yesterday I wasn't supposed to be wearing a bra and after rehearsal, they said, we're going to need to put some pasties on you. <laughs> that was humiliating. <laughs> I'm glad you all got to see my nipples fully, <laughs> fully erect here. No, I was, um, remember at my 30th birthday, there was someone breastfeeding. So this person's husband. Um, I actually do not, I gotta be honest, don't remember that. <laughs> that 
No idea what you're talking about. Because <laughs> usually I talk about or my friend and then you don't know. And then I go, the one breastfeeding. And you go, I got it. But you've blocked her out as well. Uh, I'm blocked. But her husband got a new job and it's like a female boss. And he was like mm-hmm. obsessed. He was like, it's so much better. I love working for her on limited dates. She cares about the... And then um, the company went under. And so now he doesn't. So, so, so it bad. felt good, but what was the operation? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think the, I think operational, like, just con- to continue functioning, to continue making good shit, to continue operating. And you could see that it does not, like, regardless of who's doing the job, the job is being done well. But, and that's great. And I think I think it's all going in that direction. And that's fantastic. In the point where it's like sets are more diverse. And that's a fact. And things are still getting made and they're getting made well. So we have no issue here. I mean, like, there should be no issue here. Oh, no. I thought it was like, um, it's so much better. I was out asking leading questions. Oh, yeah. I was unled (laughs) by that question. (laughs) But, um, you know, I do want to touch on this and we'll, you know, we have to wrap it up because I have to go get my grays covered. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, but like la- the last meal we had, there was a switch. Yes. We did a, a role reversal and I talked okay. no shit and yes. you talked shit. And that was we high five. Oh, it was yeah. a huge moment for me, I guess. Because yes, usually I come in hot and the first 40 minutes of any hang we have yes. is me telling you everyone I'm mad at. The second, okay, the second, let's let's go back. The second to last dinner we had, which was when I made us go to the meatball shop, which was so inappropriate <laughs> and I will be sorry to my dying day. I don't know what I was thinking. You came in, sat down and recreated nine months of trauma on me. <laughs> That's your thing, too, is, like, when you're talking about something you're upset about, you give it a voice, which is, so, so I go, so now I'm a victim. <laughs> so now you're, now you're yelling at me. You know, and then you always go, is that how they said it? And then oh, like, a, I go, how'd they say it? Please, because everything, when you recreate it, go, and I didn't know it. And I go, okay, is that really how they said it? Or is that how you're recreating this trauma on me? Anyway, so that was the second to last. And then, yes, the last dinner we had was so overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. I can't even remember who I talked shit about. I know. Um, well, there, you just irrationally just don't like a few people. Oh, and I, right. And I, I let you have it because you... Yeah, you let me have you it. You have so little of that. So I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, randomly. I will never, I will never make you be in a house in Palm Springs with any of these people, <laughs> you know? Um... Wait, but none of the people I irrationally don't like were at that. No, no, no. no. Birthday party. You keep bringing up the birthday party. I'm telling you, the birthday party meant nothing to me. <laughs> I, it was I'm, five years ago. At this un, point. It was five years ago. I don't remember it. I remember. I all I can say is that I like everyone individually. It just wasn't. It's not a group. But anyway, I'm trying to think. Who? Oh yes. Yeah, so I get these irrational things, which sometimes are fun. I can see why people like drama. I go, ooh, it does give me a little bit of, like, a, a sassy feeling where I go, I have no evidence and no justification. I just don't like that person. And then when you say it out loud, like, I just, I start laughing. I know. it's getting, Well, there was a funny thing I saw online where it was, like, you know, now there's studies where it's, like, gossip actually, like, connects 
Native communities together and it's how people bond and all this. And then it's like, but it's always like a white woman at happy hour saying that, talking shit. <laughs> like, right. it's always exactly. like, that's just how the old communities did it. Like wearing moccasins, you know? It's, uh, <laughs> it's like, we are all part of the human race. Yeah. My thing is, it's like, I don't, I'm not as uh, aggrieved. Is that a word? I don't know. By gossip when it's like, when you're talking about an enemy as I am is like when it's a friend. Yes. Like I, it it weighs on me heavily when I, um, talk negatively about someone that I love to another person. Cause I go, this is not good. Cause I'm going to turn around and be in that person's face smiling at that feel that weighs on me more heavily than it's like, okay, you just have beef with someone. I don't think you should. I think you should be forgiving, but you do. And that's fine. That's more fine to me than yes. when people are talking about their friends really cruel in a cruel way. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely because like my parents talk shit about all of our family members and didn't trust any of mm-hmm. them. And then now I don't mm-hmm. like them as an adult. And they're like, well, why not? Totally. And it's like, but it was just such yes. a regular part. Like everyone was right. bitching about every aunt and uncle. And then we would all go to dinner. And go, hi. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it is, uh, it is fucked up. And, you know, that's the thing of like, if you talk shit about you, then who's next? And then how are you trustworthy? And I want to be trustworthy in the eyes of my friends. I want to give grace to my friends. Yeah. Um, But also venting, I think, is okay. But what I guess what you're saying is when it goes to cruel. When Yeah, when it just goes to like attacking who the person is. I go, okay, well, what are we doing here? Because this is... I know, I'm just so judgmental. It's really not good. But all judgmental just comes from... I just have to remember people accept me. I got to accept others. It's the most important thing. It's like... it's like the like okay so my friend Megan you know her she used to say like there was a time when I was like very brooding very relentlessly punishing towards everyone I felt had wronged me I didn't like anything um not that I didn't like anything but I was very like harsh on people and things and um she was like well you know people really love you so you should really try to love them back because if you don't you're really breaking this link in the chain right I go, wow. It was really simple, but I was like, that's so true. Like, people really do love me, and people really do give me a break, and people really do forgive me, and they even, like, they see, even if I did something stupid or mean or made a mistake, most people will be like, you know, she's great, though. Whatever, you know, and so if people are going to give that to me, I have to, I have to give it back. Otherwise, you're not going to get that forever, Right? I think that's a beautiful way to end. It really is. Beautiful. Tell everyone all of your stuff. Oh, so you should follow me on Instagram, which is at L-I-L-F-R-E-X-X-X, Little Frex with three X's, where I make a lot of content. I'm making a show right now called Frex Gets Fit, and where I'm trying to part finish two. first in my... Sp- part two. Season two, where I'm f- trying to finish first in my spin class. I do all these little things. I spend money. I spend time. I enjoy them. I love them. 1,000 people watch them, and I'm fine with them. <laughs> That is a lot of people. Like, everything is contorted. It's like our world makes you think a thousand people watching your shit all the time is not a lot. To me, it's fantastic. Like, I love it. This is what makes me happiest in the world. It's like making my little videos, editing my little videos. Or it's people who don't think they're rich or have money, and it's just like we're just distorted because we know movie stars now. Or like... Totally. You know, it's it's so strange where it's like, no, you're you're successful. Yeah. People like it. 
Um, everything is great. Nothing on YouTube. It. What? But is it not Frex? What I heard. Oh, that it's called. Yeah, the show is called. That's what I heard. It's on Instagram. And you people love it. it. I mean, celebs yeah. reach out to you from these. So the thousand yeah. people that are watching have blue check it's marks. The, it's, it's the right thousand people. They're the they're high powered. You're really getting attention yeah. from people <laughs> that understand what good stuff is. I feel really lucky. And I think that just speaks to like, it doesn't matter how many views you're getting. If you like it, just do it. That's beautiful. That's it. Okay, great. And now it's the outro. Did you love the episode? Continue listening, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. You know, follow Frex. And I, I'm going to stop doing these intros. I feel like I have nothing to say, except I'm obsessed with everyone who agrees to do this show. And we'll see you next week. Enemies is a headgum podcast. Anya Konevskaya is our supervising producer. Ali Kahan is our associate producer. Rochelle Chen is our engineer, editor, and producer. And me, Lisa Traeger. I am also a producer. Hello. Thank you so much, Carly Jean Andrews, for the cover art. You are incredible. Jack Krause, thank you for the theme music. I love it. Please follow me on Instagram, at Glitter Cheese and at Enemies Podcast. Rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Tell us about your own enemies by emailing enemiesthepodcast at gmail.com. But really, I'd love to hear your beautiful voices. So email us a voice memo or call in and leave a message at 323-677-1943. That was a HeadGum Podcast.